At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. Fresh off of a couple more wins for the Long Shots crew. Credit to uh, Wes Reynolds and Matt Humans, who both landed on Justin Thomas at the Players' Championship. Justin Thomas gets it done with a 64 on Saturday. Follows that up with a great round on Sunday to get it done. And into the clubhouse at 14 under par for the championship. The largest per in golf Thomas collects 2.7 million and he's already got a major to his credit and uh, adds the fifth major to his resume he does as well Wes yeah JC uh very great ball striking over the weekend uh shot 12 under par 11 a little over 11 strokes and change uh tee to green uh, on the field uh won the event despite the fact that he lost two strokes on the greens on Sunday uh first guy to do that actually since uh Rory at the Wells Fargo at 2015 and by the way Rory had like a seven shot lead that year so uh he could lose some strokes putting but uh JT uh joins Tiger as somebody at by the age of 28 that has not only a major a players championship but also 10 plus PGA Tour wins so uh a good win for Matt and myself uh we also got one across uh the pond there with Antoine Rosner at the Cutter Masters and we will uh later in the show across the pond we'll go to the Kenya Open see if we can do the same thing uh Lee Westwood want to give a tip to him second and back-to-back weeks was the 54-hole leader uh came up just short finished outright second with that birdie at 18 Bryson DeChambeau uh, goes 1-3 on his form, wins at Bay Hill in Orlando. 
finishes T3 at the Arnold Palmer. And then two guys that rose up the leaderboard as we were watching this on the Green Zone on Sunday right here on Vison Brady. Uh, Brian Harmon and Taylor Gooch, good final rounds. That gets them into the official World Golf ranking top 64, which is very important for next week because you get into next week's WGC Dell match play in Austin, Texas. Yeah, what do you think about Taylor Gooch? He's had a few good weeks in a row. Always been known as a ball striker and certainly did that at the Players' Championship. But now we uh, look towards the Honda Classic, the final leg of the Honda Swing. And I wonder, now his odds obviously plummet in a weaker field event here. You could have had him at a big number last week at the Players' Championship. But are you going to ride his hot play going forward? I'm not going to use him this week. But uh, Taylor Gooch uh, has not yet won on the PGA Tour. But he is always up there if you look at the stats like strokes gained approach, greens and regulation, a very good ball striker. So uh, not surprising to see him play well. Brian Harmon, the lefty, has also uh, been that over the years. Not a very long hitter but a guy that's deadly accurate and doesn't miss a lot of fairways, and it paid off on Sunday. So now they will be in the top 64 in uh, the PGA Tour's own version of March Madness, which will happen next week where you have – they put them in four-player pools and pods of 16, and then they have a bracket knockout qualifying format from there. Yeah, no, I love the golf brackets, and the match play is extremely fun from a betting perspective. Of course, we will talk about that next week on Long Shots, and we'll have Alex Myers from Golf Digest to help us break that one down as our guest. Patrick Mayo of the Pat Mayo Experience podcast will be our guest to break down the Honda Classic. Last year, he had Sun JM as your Honda Classic winner, so wanted to bring Pat back in this spot this week on the tour and see what his thoughts are this year, see if he can find us another winner in this week's field. Wanted to talk about Lee Westwood West. Uh, two weeks in a row, finishing in second place, and he made the comment uh, Sunday at the Players' Championship Championship that he started to get a little tired, little uh, legs started to mm. lose a little gas. And that's not surprising for a gentleman who's almost 48 years old and being in contention two weeks in a row like that. What do you do with Lee Westwood going forward? I did not play him this week, largely because of that. This is three weeks in a row for a 47 year old guy who, uh, look, didn't get wins, but did get some achievement. He is in the top 20 in the world now. I believe he is number 19 in the rankings. That's the first time he's been up there, I believe leave since uh like uh 2012 2013 so uh look his price is going to drop at the masters he's had a couple near misses there at augusta that'll be of course next month so uh i didn't play westwood this week i just thought he was too short not only off of his form but the fact that this is three events in a row and that's going to wear on an older player more than it will a younger player no i totally agree with you i was not on lee westwood this week for the honda as well even though he has played well at this event this is long shot that's the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you as we preview the Honda Classic, the final leg of the Florida Swing. Palm Beach Gardens, Florida is the location. PGA National is the golf course. And it's time for our member guest segment. Let's bring in Patrick Mayo. He is the host of the Pat Mayo Experience podcast. He also contributes to DraftKings and Fantasy National, a part of their DFS content. 
content. He's a three-time offender here as a guest on Long Shots. And I mentioned just a moment ago, Pat, great to have you back again. And, of course, we wanted to have you in this slot because you correctly landed on Sunjay M at the Honda Classic last year. He went on to win. And, of course, he is your defending champion there this year. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you came up with Sunjay M last year. And do you adjust? We have quite a change in the field this year. Not a lot of big names in the field for the Honda. What do you look at this golf course, and does it bring you to another player with the style of play of Sun JM in the 2021 edition? Well, the big reason to go on Sun Jay last year was just the value in his odds. Sun Jay wasn't a household name at that point. He'd been playing really well throughout the course of the past six months going into this event. Always generally plays better on shorter courses, on Bermuda courses, which PGA National is, but he was being just valued way behind a lot of the rest of the market. So you got him at anywhere from 33 to 35 to 40 to 1 once the opening odds came out a year ago. And that's all changed now. People know how good Sung JM is. Now he's a betting favorite in this event, so that's probably going to keep me off of him solely because this is a very unpredictable course where you expect a lot of wind in the forecast this week, more than usual, at an already difficult course and where there's so much water. You have to think and understand that the Honda Classic at PGA National is going to be a very high variance event. So tying up all your money to a guy who's 11 to 1, probably not the best idea. And uh, Pat Mayo joins us, uh, contributor to DraftKings, also Fantasy National. I want to put that product over a little bit. I am actually a customer at FantasyNational.com, and it really is going to help your handicapping. The PGA Tour puts out good stats, but they don't go as deep as Fantasy National does. And what I really like that you guys do, Pat, is you not only do it for the season, you go by last 24 rounds, last 36 rounds, last 50 rounds. You break it down by type of greens, type of course design whether it's a die course or a Nicholas course as it is uh, this week on the renovation uh, here in uh, in uh, Palm Beach. Uh, but uh, Pat, uh, since you're not going with Sunjay M, uh, anybody kind of in that shorter, anywhere from low as Daniel Berger to about 25 to one, any of those guys stand out to you this week? Got a couple previous winners in that range with Russell Henley and Adam Scott who have both won here, but uh, interested to see if you like anybody this short on the board with such a kind of a watered down field. I do actually, although the value may have been bent out of it, depending on where you find this number now. And for anyone out there who wants to join Fantasy National, fantasynational.com slash Mayo, get yourself a discount on, like you said, the most customizable stat engine and easy to use. That's really the, the big selling point of fantasynational.com is just you don't really need to be a day. Like you see some of these places sell these like optimizers and you need like an advanced degree in Excel in order to use them. Not Fantasy National, super easy to use. But what Joaquin Neiman's the play here. Uh, he's been playing fantastic golf basically since golf returned from COVID a year ago. He's really cleaned up the short game. The putting has improved and one of the premier ball strikers on the PGA Tour annually. Anyway, he's been even better this time around. The biggest comp course you are going to find for PGA Nationals, probably Wiley for the Sony Open. Neiman came second there already this season. And as long as his putting and chipping don't sink him, he's actually one of the best wind player and difficult course players in the world as well. So the crazier the conditions get, the better Joaquin Neiman does. So I'm already on him 175 to one to win the open championship this year. So 20 to one to win the. Me. Got him. Do we lose him? 
I'm still here. There he is. There, there he is. There we go. <laughs> All right. Maybe the wind got you as well, Patrick. Thank you very much uh, for continuing on there about Joaquin Neiman. and I. We just dropped out for half a second there. But I, I'm with you, and I love his lower ball flight and, and such a crisp ball striker. Uh, I think you need to find a guy like that in the field this week, and that really helps in the wind. And, and I want to ask you about Russell Henley, looking at these shorter guys on the board. I, I can't figure this guy uh-huh. out. His numbers jump uh-huh. off the page, but he just does not show up on Sundays, and he missed the cut here at the Players' Championship this last week. Uh, had a couple of good finishes back in October here in Las Vegas at the CJ Cup and then down in Southern California at the Zozo. But uh, what is it about Russell Henley and his really inability to close the deal? Well, he generally plays in a lot of tough fields. It's hard to win on Sundays. That's Hideki Matsuyama, who hasn't won in four years. So tough to win on the PGA Tour, as it turns out. But he's won this event before. He's won the corollary at Sony. He's one of those crossover winners. He's a fine play. I am just not digging these odds whatsoever like Russell Henley's a play at 91 and when you talk about closing on a Sunday when you're at something like I don't know the Zozo or the CJ Cup which was at Shadow Creek which he was very much in the mix in that's against the best players in the world in that field this tournament does not feature the best players in the world Pat uh, was uh, uh, listening to the uh, Pat Mayo experience that you do every week with Jeff Feinberg, and you guys had a discussion of one Shane Lowry, who is uh, kind of in the high 20 range, maybe low 30s, depending on your shop here, but uh, played pretty well last week. Uh, eighth at the players, I believe his best finish since uh, Memphis at that uh, WGC FedEx event. Uh, lives nearby to, to this golf course at PGA National, so he gets a lot of practice time. He's been relatively popular from what I've seen in terms of uh, his play this week because of his ability to play in the wind. Uh, Do you like any of Shane Lowry this week? I think that he fits what you want at this course. He's never missed a cut in his appearance as a PGA National, but no top 10 finishes either. He's actually someone that I bet along with Sungjae last year because he was in that like 45-50 range. You just rarely see Shane Lowry string together consecutive good weeks. I mean, the last time he did it, he had four good weeks in a row, and it culminated in him winning the Open Championship. That was two years ago now. In terms of strokes gain metrics, he gained across the board last week. Uh, he was not negative in any of the four major strokes gain categories, and he could only come eighth. Yes, the field is weaker, but we don't normally see week-to-week consistency from him. So whether it be a bet or even on DraftKings is a very popular option in the $9,000 region this week. He just feels like a fade to me. That just He peaked last week, and we're probably not going to get that same high-end performance from him again. It's not to say that he's going to come dead last, but if he doesn't win and comes 13th, you lose your bet. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, what about some of the longer shots? And there are plenty of them this week, Pat. Uh, did you go deep as down the board as into the triple digits? Or who are some of the guys, uh, you know, outside of that 30 or 40 to 1 range that you landed on this week for maybe an outright win or a top 10 or top 20 finish? So the big thing, as you mentioned, is that this field strength is so weak that there's not a huge difference between – Put it this way, Taylor Gooch is 35 to 1 to win this tournament. He's usually 150 to 1 to win every tournament. So once you get past essentially Russell Henley, they're all kind of the same guy. So there's a bit of value down the board a little bit. I can tell you who's not value is Ricky Fowler at his hilarious 35 to 1. Like, what are, what are people doing? Are they insane? He should be 200 to 1. But there are some decent values, both lower and close to 100. And then 
from beyond 100. So Luke List has been a player who's really cleaned up his short game recently, uh, has a place finish at this tournament, has a third place finish at the Heritage, won at Sawgrass on the Corn Ferry Tour last year to get his card back for the PGA Tour. So he's someone that plays well in difficult conditions. And you do actually want to target long bombers at this course, despite it being a shorter end of course. So I like him. KH Lee at 80 to 1 is a play. Another good course history here. Been playing really well throughout the first part of the season. Ricky Warinsky, someone who made a run at Bay Hill two weeks ago, another player who tends to do his best work in Florida. We've seen him pop up at water riddled courses in the past, like the 3M last year. He's 90 to 1. Shez Reevy is either 100 to 1, 125 to 1, 150 to 1, depending on where you go. Uh, he was top 15 in the field last week at the players in ball striking. Uh, and he only played two rounds because he lost a combined seven and a half strokes on and around the green. Now, if he does that again, he will miss the cut again. But if that ball striking can keep up, uh, he's someone in the triple digit range that I can actually see proving himself to come out near the end. And one of the other cross courses is the Memphis course at TPC Southwind, uh, a spot where he competed in a WGC last year and made a big run at everything. And if you're going like super deep, Seb Straka, just ball striking wise, always rates out really well. He's like 200 to one. Don't expect to win, but you're talking about top 10s, top 20s. Uh, he's someone who can most definitely be in the mix for that. Pat, you mentioned uh, Ricky Fowler, and uh, Feinberg and I are the uh, our charter members of the Ricky Fowler fan club, and even uh, I don't think we can even bet him this week. Uh, <laughs> any players that you're fading uh, in terms of maybe you don't think they're a good fit for this course or possibly doing some head-to-head matchups against? I actually think that Sungjae could be a fade here, where right now he has been riding an extremely hot putter for about two months. And it's yet to result in a top 10 finish because his irons have been horrendous. And he keeps having this one bad round every event. It happened in the third round at the Players' Championship. But all of a sudden that happens in the second round at the Players' Championship. And he's trunk slamming and going home. So the driving has been really good. The putting has been really good. The chipping and irons just brutal compared to the fields that he's playing in. Now this field is weaker, so normalize a little bit and he's still a top end player so we can always kind of flick the switch and it can go on for him but if you see like a neiman versus him head to head just give me neiman yeah i kind of agree with you pat he uh you're right he's always had one bound bad round and, and we saw that really begin at the american express where he made a little bit of a run there and then really fell off having one bad round has taken sunjay out of the mix and i wouldn't be surprised and, and that change in the odds that you mentioned at the top of the program here goes from you know 35 40 to one all of a sudden to almost being the odds on favorite certainly a change of roles for sunjay m Pat, we are about 23 days away from the Masters. The year's first major is not that far away, a little over three weeks away. They will roll down Magnolia Lane to tee it up at Augusta National Golf Club. I wonder if you have anybody, and you mentioned you had Joaquin Neiman for the British Open. Anybody in pocket already as a bet for the Masters this year or anybody you're thinking about getting down on here pretty quick? No. The Masters is the only future for the golf majors I don't have any wagers hit on because you rarely see people so far in advance betting the Open Championship or the U.S. Open or the PGA Championship. People always want to make their Masters bets, and frankly, there's no good value on any of these guys at the moment. So you, the Masters is actually a tournament, unless you catch a big number really early on someone that you can project 
going forward that's going to be really good that you think that they're going to have a great season. But, like, I'm looking at the odds right now. There's, like, 10 guys below 20 to 1. That's not going to be the case the the Masters rolls around. Who's 12 to 1 right now? Now, if Rory goes out and has another bad performance, the match play, by the day, and we don't see him again until Augusta, you know, he's going to be like 16 or 18 to 1. Like, just better numbers are going to be available for these players. Unless Jordan Spieth wins, you know, three weeks, you know, his 14 to 1 number is going to come back to earth just a little bit. That number has just been beat down so much. And Patrick Reed has a bad match play. He goes from 30 to 1 to 40 to 1. So there are guys that I like value in betting them right now. Yeah, no, and usually we have that futures board up for so much longer for the Masters. Of course, it came out right after the Masters in November last year, so uh, a lot different as far as the numbers are concerned. So you piqued my interest, Pat. Who do you have down on the other majors besides Neiman for the Open? Uh, I have Ryan Palmer at the U.S. Open 250 to 1. Um, I don't know if that number is still available. When I did my majors preview show for the year, that's what he was being listed at on DraftKings Sportsbook in early January. But, you know, Ryan Palmer doesn't really move the needle for anyone, but he really crushes Torrey Pines. And this isn't to say, like I said, that he's going to win the U.S. Open, but I think he has a much better chance than 250 to one. And by the time the U.S. Open actually rolls around, once we get to Father's Day, he'll be like 100 to one. So you can get some nice line value on that. And all you need is for him to be in the mix. And then you can hedge against that 250 to one number if he can find himself in a three-way showdown or a two-way showdown. All of a sudden, he's looking really good. Uh, so I'm just more or less peppering long shots that I figure that their odds are going to be a lot better by the time that these majors roll around. The other one's Bobby Mack, the big lefty from Scotland, Robert McIntyre at Kiowa Island on the Pete Dye course. If you go back and look at the last time, 2012, when Kiowa Island hosted a major, just a lot of Europeans at the very top of that list. Uh, and it is an exceptionally long course. Obviously, it's Rory won, but even some of the shorter-hitting Euros had a nice run at Kiowa Island last time. Bobby McIntyre doesn't have a lot of the top-end major experience, but he, too, is going off at around 200 or 250 to 1, where you look right now. And I just think that he's a player who is on the rise. He might end up having a nice Masters, just because lefties tend to do really well at Augusta National over time. And just he's 23 years old. He's hitting a stride. He's got a win on the European tour uh, towards the end of last season so he's starting to build up a decent resume can he win i mean that's to be seen but i think that he has the talent to eventually compete in a lot of these majors so why not go to a place where i think it fits his skill set really well yeah it makes a lot of sense getting some recent experience on the floor to swing as well and i imagine he'll be back in the match play here in a couple of weeks great stuff as always pat we'll talk to you again down the road and uh, you enjoy the honda classic my friend i shall thank you all Thank right, you, that is Pat Mayo. Check out his Pat Mayo Experience podcast and, of course, his content for DraftKings and also at Fantasy National. Uh, a repeat offender here on Long Shots. And uh, like you, Wes, I think we will announce a little later in the program, he is on one of your guys, one of the shorter shots at the top of the board this week, 
to win the Honda. We'll see if Pat can make it two, two years in a row at PGA National. That would be fine with me as I am on one of his plays. Yeah, you trying to make it two weeks in a row. Well, we will get back here with uh, Across the Pond in the next segment. Wes, of course, had an outright winner Across the Pond last week at the Qatar Masters. We have another Across the Pond segment this week as they get back in action on the European Tour. And Wes will give you his thoughts when we return right here on Long Shots on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back to Long Shots here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you, and it is time for our Across the Pond segment. We have another uh, European Tour event this week, and of course, Wes, fresh off the win at the Qatar Masters. We'll see if we can do a repeat performance here, and uh, we're hoping it's magical, Wes. It is the magical Kenya Open. Give us the scoop. It is, and uh, hopefully going back-to-back uh, back here on the European Tour, they go to uh, the Karen Country Club at Nairobi, Kenya, the capital of that nation. Uh, had Antoine Rosner last week, 25-1. to 1. He rolls in a 60-footer and uh, gets us home, and uh, Rosner will be in that match play next week in Austin, Texas. Uh, field a little bit down this week. Uh, uh, no real clear favorite. Kurt Kitayama, who played his golf, I believe, right here at UNLV in Las Vegas. Uh, uh, 20 to 1 an American player so he's at the top of the field Cal Sabuja who actually uh, went pretty well here last year so he is a short price I think he was uh, sixth and I say last year I mean 2019 because uh, this event actually got canceled uh, due to COVID-19 so they did not play this event 
last year if you're looking for last year's form. Uh, Guido Migliazzi is going to be popular this week. Uh, uh, he uh, actually won this event. He was second last week, tied for second in Cutter last week. So uh, he won this event in 2019, his first European Tour win. So uh, Coetzee, always a short price, especially against a weaker field here. So uh, that did not surprise me. But uh, I'll go with uh, a little bit of who I have, and I have uh, – Garrick Higo, who you see up there at 40 to 1, I got him at 43 to 1, so really not a lot of difference. Uh, Higo is a South African player uh, who has actually won on the European Tour. Uh, very good. Also played his golf, by the way, at UNLV. So uh, I don't know what the theme is here, yeah. but Higo did play a couple years out here in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, 43 to 1, uh, finished fifth here in 2019 at the Karen Masters, which was an event on the Sunshine Tour based in South Africa, where Gary. Kigo is from. Uh, he was better than his 19th last week in Cutter. He shot 77 on Sunday. It was pretty windy conditions for the final round over there in Doha. So uh, willing to give him a pass. Uh, thought the uh, price was pretty square here at around the 40-ish to one range. Louis de Jager, another South African. T2 here in 2019. Was top 25 in all the strokes gained categories. Uh, so the South African, he's shown a complete game here. Will Besseling, who is a Dutchman, 60 to one. Actually, his first event of 2021 calendar year was last week in Doha, and uh, he did make the cut. Didn't really contend. Not a lot of form to go on recently. But when looking at his stats, he led the European Tour last season in greens and regulation. Uh, also was second for strokes gained off the tee. By the way, this course, Brady, is going to play like about a 6,500-yard course because it's at altitude. Mm -hmm. So this is, I think it was like 6,900. I forget the exact measurement, but around there. But it's going to play about 400-some-odd yards shorter because it is played at altitude. So uh, a guy that can really gain off the tee like Besseling uh, – can have a lot of short shots here and make this even a much shorter course. So uh, did like him, Gan Gaganjit Bular. I got it right. Okay. Gunga Lagunga. Yes. Gunga Lagunga. Yes, exactly. Uh, Bular, he was uh, second uh, last week or tied for second in Cutter. Was fifth here in 2019 at the last magical Kenya Open. So uh, last week when you look at his stats, it was really, uh, you know, off the tee is where he kind of struggled, and that's why maybe he didn't win the darn thing. But here on a shorter course, I think that can be negated. These are pretty wide fairways, pretty generous. Uh, second in strokes gained around the green, strokes gained putting, he was ninth. Tenth in strokes gained tee to green, 15th strokes gained approach. So uh, I do like Bular. I think that's a very big price. And then a Czech player named Andres Lieser who has won four of his last 27 starts combined on the Pro Golf and Challenge Tours, uh, which are the obviously the AA and AAA below the majors in the European Tour. Step up in class for sure, but the last guy that won here two years ago at this event was Guido Migliazzi, the Italian who was unproven. He had just graduated from the Alps Tour over there in Europe, another kind of a double-A tour, and uh, went and went on to win this thing, so maybe an omen here for the Czech player, Leeser. All right, I've got three guys here for you that uh, came across my radar. Two South Africans, uh, I figure they have to be familiar with this course, not too far, about a four-hour flight up to Kenya. George Coetzee, a uh, USD Torero, and a South African native. Dean Burmester, also mm -hmm. a South African, and then a Scotsman, Connor Syme. These guys are all in the neighborhood of 25 to 50 to 
one. Yeah, Kutsia, and, and I used him last week. He didn't get there for me last week, but plays these events regularly on the Sunshine Tour. Uh, so him and Burmester have both played this before, uh, and I believe Burmester ended up withdrawing last week, so I was concerned about injuries uh, there with him. And uh, Connor Syme, I bet a lot, the Scotsman, but he just hasn't gotten there for me. Maybe he gets there when I finally don't play him. That's kind of how it works in Europe for me. We'll see if I can get one outside of the continental U.S. Yes. You got one inside the continental U.S. I'm trying to go outside next week. We'll be back with major implications. first major of the new season will be once again the Masters. It was not the first major, of course, in 2020, but everything was out of whack last year. This we are this year we are back to normal in the April slot for the Augusta National Golf Club hosting the Masters tournament. Exactly 23 days away, and it's time to play a little bit of Would You Rather here in our major implications segment. And who would you rather have a ticket on in your pocket to win the Masters? I'll start with the first matchup. Victor Hovland at 25 to 1, Wes, or Patrick Cantley at 25 to 1? Well, uh, Patrick Cantley has had a near miss here uh, two years ago. Uh, he actually had the lead in the final round uh, when he made that eagle, I believe, at 15, and then. Uh, uh, drove one right of the fairway and then ended up making bogey. I think he, uh, I think he ended up tying for ninth, if uh, memory serves me correctly. Uh, Victor Hovland, obviously not a lot of experience here at Augusta National, being such a young player, a very, a very talented one nonetheless. But uh, if I had to, I would have to go with the. Uh, proven commodity there in Patrick Cantlay. Well, I already have a ticket on Patrick Cantlay. Got him at 30-1. to 1. I really like the start he's had to his season and followed up what he did uh, last fall as well, where he got the win at the Zozo Championship, holding off a couple of major contenders there in Justin Thomas and John Rahm. And to your point, Victor Hovland, absolutely a stud player, but relatively inexperienced here at the Masters. This is actually going to be his first time as a professional here right, playing right. the Masters. He was not in the field in 2020 did get the uh, low amateur honors tied for 32nd back in 2019. Well, I also would rather go against him because, and it takes so much experience here at the Masters to get it right, and that kind of also goes into where his weaknesses are, and that's around the greens, the scrambling and the putting, and I think that's part of the learning process at Augusta is figuring out how to scramble and putt on these very difficult putting surfaces and the runoff areas and whatnot, so I've got uh, Cantley in pocket, and I would rather have him over Hovland in that matchup. Matchup number two, Terrell Hatton at 40 to one or the flavor of the month Lee Westwood at 50 to one which way are you going yeah, here? and he's been a little flavorful because he was triple digits I believe a couple weeks ago and now uh, he's been cut I've bet on Westwood at the Masters before and he's gone very well here I think he has a couple runner runners up finishes uh, here but uh, nevertheless uh, value has really been taken out but Tyrrell Hatton not exactly a proven commodity here at Augusta uh, 2019 t56 cut last uh, fall when he was uh, playing very well. He's kind of started a little bit slow this year. I, I, I figured, uh, I know we both liked him at Bay Hill again, did not play very well, or he did 
play poorly, then he played well, and then he played poorly again on Sunday, and then missed another cut after that. So uh, Westwood, in terms of the player, but in terms of the price, I'm going to say Hatton at 40 to one. Yeah, I uh, I kind of like both uh, reasons with Westwood here. You know, the price obviously a little bit bigger now. Now you could have gotten a better price, yes, mm-hmm. but uh, just talking what we have in front of us now. Um, Westwood at 50 to one. I don't think that's a great number, but I think he is a much better fit for this golf course. And we talk about experience. Lee Westwood has tons of it here. As you mentioned, a couple of second place finishes. He's been in the final pairing, uh, was in the final pairing with his countryman, Danny Willett, uh, when Willett won it a few years back. So uh, I I like the way Westwood's going right now. Uh, He's going to play again this week at the Honda. I'd like to see him take a couple of weeks off and rest that 48 year old body here uh, and get ready for the masters. I'm sure he'll be ready. He did play a practice round with Shane Lowry on Monday after the Players' Championship at Augusta, so uh, I, I'd rather have Lee Westwood there uh, over Terrell Hatton. Matchup number three, and, and this is an interesting one, Nick, that you put up. Kevin Kistner at 150-1, to one, or the youngster, Willie Zalatoris at 150-1. to one. Kevin Kisner, surprisingly, has uh, really not gone very well. Uh, he is uh, from nearby Aiken, South Carolina, and a, uh, a Georgia Bulldog, like many of the guys on the PGA Tour. But best finish was a T21 in 2019. Uh, now, Will Zalatoris, keep in mind this is his debut, and we often uh, quote the famous trend, a debutante has not won here since Fuzzy Zeller, that being back in uh, 1979. So, uh, you know, tough to bet him for an outright but I just I suspect that Zalatoris will play better here and look he was very good at the uh I forget where he finished I think it was top five or six at Wingfoot when yes. he had not yeah, had a lot of in ma- the U.S. Open yeah or yeah he had not had a lot of major championship experience and uh ended up uh getting there in the top six so uh definitely has some pedigree still seeking that first PGA Tour win from a future standpoint, just Kisner has never really gone well here, so I would say Zalatoris at 150 for me. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head there. Kistner surprisingly hasn't done well here, and, you know, he has a great short game. You would think he'd be able to go okay. He's made four or five cuts here, but he's never really been up there on the leaderboard. Yeah, and Zalatoris, uh, you and I have talked about it. This guy's going to win eventually. Now, I don't think his first win on tour, or maybe even his second, is going to be the Masters, but uh, 150 to 1, I think, is a pretty darn good price on Will Zalatoris. And, you know, if I had to pick a matchup, a head-to-head matchup here, I, I would probably take Zalatoris over Kevin Kistner. The fourth matchup we have here for the week is Sergio Garcia at 60-1, to 1, a former winner against Cameron Smith, who finished runner-up to Dustin Johnson back in November. He is also at 60-1, to 1, and I know you were on Cameron Smith at a much bigger price last year. Yeah, and Sergio certainly has some good finishes here besides his obvious win back in 2017. Really hasn't gone on since uh, when you're looking at the form. He's missed two straight cuts after that win, but did have a T8 back in 2013, eighth in 2002, T4 in 2004. So he did have some good finishes here in the past, but uh, I'm still going to go with Smith, I think. Uh, uh, And Cameron Smith, I believe, uh, finished uh, tied for second. And you're right, uh, had him at 125. Guy shoots four rounds in the 60s and loses by five at the Masters. So, uh, you know, kind of a little bit of a painful finish when a guy plays that well and and you don't get the outright on him. But uh, 
Cameron Smith also has uh, gone well before here at Augusta National. He was uh, tied for fifth in 2018 and then uh, made the cut the, the year in between there, but uh, didn't. Uh, I think he was tied for 51st. So Cameron Smith has made the cut all four times here and has a fifth and a second. This is a guy that I think is trending in the right direction, so I'd go with the Aussie, the uh, mullet man, Cameron Smith. And he's also played well at Riviera recently, which is a big correlated course to Augusta National. Cameron Smith contending there uh, until he kind of fell off the pace a little bit on Sunday at the Genesis Invitational a few weeks back. Um, Sergio, Sergio's been playing very well. And uh, a lot of people liked him for the Players' Championship good off last the tee. week. Still awesome off the tee. One of the best in the business in terms of uh, if you look at strokes gained off the tee, it's just the putter. Absolutely. And that's what derailed him eventually at the Players' Championship as well. Um, yeah, that's a tough one there. I'd probably go with Cam Smith, too. But uh, I-, I wonder if he's due for a letdown. He's been so successful there recently. Uh, I wonder if uh, maybe Sergio, again, in a head-to-head matchup, maybe I would look at Sergio at a plus price. But who would I rather have? in pocket there yeah probably cam smith a better chance to win it rather than sergio getting his second green jacket we'll come back and give out our plays for the honda classic keep it here on long shots At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. Final segment, our match play segment, where we do all of our plays for the tournament of the week. And, of course, that is the Honda Classic. Quite a diluted field uh, this week because of where it falls in the schedule. You've got a World Golf Championship, the match play next week. 
-hmm. And then you've got uh, coming off the heels of the Players' Championship, so kind of wedged in between here is the Honda. And uh, the top player in the world rankings here in the field is Daniel Berger, the 15th-ranked player in the world. And I think it was very difficult to find somebody at the top of the board, your favorites, who you figure, you know, I mean, you got to kind of have one favorite in your pocket. And I had a hard time figuring out uh, who that would be out of the short shots. We'll go to Matt Eumann's plays here, and I know he landed on Joaquin Neiman and Daniel Berger as far as the short shots. He went with the odds-on favorite, Berger, and I, I really can't argue with taking Berger in any tournament. In fact, Eumann's was on him earlier when he won at Pebble Beach for his first future of the year. Now Matt has three futures in pocket with a win with Justin Thomas last week and also Max Homa at the Genesis Invitational. And then I mentioned Neiman and a good number there at 20-1. to 1. Of all the short shots, Neiman was probably the guy I could have made the best case for. He goes a little bit further down the board with Shane Lowry, who had a real nice week at the Players' Championship last week. And one of the things that almost got me on Lowry, Wes, is how well he plays in the wind. And also the fact with Lowry is that uh, this is kind of a little bit of a ex-official home course for him. He yeah. lives, lives nearby at PGA National. So uh, some respected people definitely like Shane Lowry this week. I'll go to Berger, and uh, I may end up paying for it twice in one season because I kind of liked him a little bit for Pebble Beach, but I thought, eh, 14 to 1, that just doesn't seem like it's enough for me. And I think I looked at that missed cut at Phoenix and probably overvalued that. And uh he was clearly the best player of that week out at uh, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am at a short price. Maybe he will be again, but I still think 11-1. And this is a little bit of a hometown event for Daniel sure. Berger, a Florida State guy, plays this event every year. I was actually on him the year he lost the playoffs several years ago to uh, Patrick Harrington, who was a couple hundred to one shot, had not won in a long time, got him in a playoff. So, uh I could certainly see the logic of all these plays. Adam Scott, by the way, who he has is a uh, former winner here at the uh, Honda Classic. Maybe can get right here. Of the uh, ones I matched up on one with them with Neiman, which I'll get to momentarily, but of those three, the other three that Matt has, Berger, Lowry, or Scott, I like Scott the best of those. Well, you know when Matt Eumanns has Scott in his pocket, that means Scott will putt awful this week. You know? So that usually happens That's to revenge I, I for can him hear when him. I had Scott if, several years ago at the Open, and Matt had Ernie Els, and Ernie oh. Els finished like about an hour and a half ahead of Scott. Scott bo bogey his last four holes of the tournament. So uh, that's the revenge for Matt cashing that Els ticket. I can hear Matt uh, in the back of my head whenever he has a ticket on Adam Scott. God, he's the worst putter. I'll never bet him again. We'll see how Adam <laughs> Scott does here. Let's get to your plays, Wes. You mentioned uh, as far as a short shot, you are on Joaquin Neiman as well yes uh 20 to 1 uh uh and look uh he's been doing very well and i mentioned uh earlier on on my guys uh excellent history on par 70s mm -hmm. fifth and and first respectively at the Greenbrier in 2018 2020 second earlier this year at wiley at the sony open eighth at colonial in 2018 fifth at river highlands in 2019 and third behind John Rahman, Dustin Johnson at the 2020 BMW. So very good on these difficult classical par 70s. Uh, green, the greens and regulation and ball striking have been good. Like he really appeared on those stats this week. Very much stood out to me uh, in terms of greens and regulation. I believe he's seventh in the field this week for that category. And also ninth for strokes gained ball striking, which is off the tee plus approach. So uh, I think he could go well here if he can just if he can just putt. Uh, he seems to like these Tiff Eagle, Eagle Bermuda greens a little bit better. Uh, 
playing so well at Wiley and also at RBC Heritage at Harbortown. Camtron Galley, 40 to 1, rates top 10 in this week's field for strokes gained approach, ball striking, and strokes gained total. Six top 30 in his last nine starts, dating back to November in Houston. Maybe a weaker field is kind of what the doctor ordered for a guy that's been hitting the ball pretty well. Ian Poulter is kind of a hunch play at 73 to 1. He fell out of the top 64 last week for the OWGR, which is how you got to get into the match play next week. You can still get in if a couple guys that I think are going to drop out do, but this is probably really important to him because he's one of the best match players in the world. I wouldn't take, there's probably not five guys I'd take over him uh, in terms of, hey, go win me a match. A lot of those Europeans, man. Yeah, and he definitely wants to be in that field, but a very good scrambler, the best scrambler in the field over the last 24 rounds when you look at the strokes gained in that category. So he's been very good, and you're going to have to scramble to play well here on such a hard course. Well, you mentioned it. uh, The last, uh, I mean, it's just a bundle of winners here at the Honda. What Mm -hmm. they all have in common is they rank really high for the week in greens and regulation and scrambling. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to have to uh, make some saves around the greens. Uh, KH Lee, two top tens and three appearances here. Close call at Phoenix earlier this year where he's the runner-up to Brooks Kepka. Bermuda Thir- Greens? Yes, absolutely. Third in strokes gained off the tee at the players last week despite finishing a little bit down the board. Uh, did make the cut, but uh, KH Lee, I like at a big price here. Uh, Matt Neesmith, 100-1. Like Lee was right in the mix, and I had him there at Phoenix uh, uh, before he ended up finishing seventh. Uh, Ball striking, nobody's better in terms of these categories. He leads the tour in greens and regulation, does Matt Neesmith. Yes, he does. Top five in the field for approach and also ball striking. Missed the last two cuts, but I think this could be a good spot for him. Ches Reeby, another triple-digit bomb, 125 to 1. Talk about a guy that's uh, not in very good form. That would be Ches Reeby. But uh, kind of looking of what I've seen of late, uh, even though he's missed four of his last six cuts, Ranks very highly in terms of the categories you're looking for here. Strokes gained approach, strokes gained ball striking, and also uh, proximity from 175 to Mm -hmm. 200 yards. No course uh, on tour. And Justin Ray, our friend at Justin Ray Golf, pointed this out. No course has more approach shots from 175 to 200 yards. Uh, and, and Ches Reeby, very much high on the list for that. And then the last guy I'll give, Bo Hogue, kind of a narrative street here at 150 to 1. He goes back a long way with the course designer, Jack Nicholas. In fact, Bo Hogue's late grandfather was the club chairman at Muirfield Village, uh, helped Jack design that place up in uh, Dublin, Ohio. And uh, when Bo Hogue made it onto the PGA Tour, uh, made a putt at the Portland Open on the Corn Ferry Tour to get on the tour, guess who the first call was from? It was from the Golden Bear himself, Jack Nicholas. 150 to 1, has played a lot of Nicholas. Uh, he was second last week in strokes gained off the tee at the players and eighth in driving accuracy did miss the cut. So he had to slam the trunk, but really hit the ball well off the tee. Yeah. And I'll get to my place here. I'm on Bo Hogue as well. And I like that Nicholas story. You mentioned that to me earlier, the, uh, earlier today, and I looked up some research on it and absolutely, you know, grew up in Columbus, Ohio, went to Ohio state like Jack did and really grew up around, uh, the Nicholas influence and his golf courses. And I was able to get Bo Hogue at 225 to one. And you mentioned the guy's in really good form right now. And he's uh, 13th on tour in scrambling and 53rd on tour in greens and regular 
population, and obviously even higher than that in this watered-down field. So uh, 225 to 1, I could not pass him up. I am also on uh, Cameron Tringali. I, I mentioned having trouble find a, finding a shorter shot here this week. I, I am pretty laden with long shots here, and even a few bombs as well. So Tringali, I was able to find him at 50 to 1, third at the RSM down at Sea Island, another coastal course. Also finished seventh at Pebble Beach, a coastal course, and 31st at Bay Hill. I think Bay Hill has some correlations here to the Honda Classic at PGA National. Uh, he's played here 10 times at the Honda and made the cut seven times. He was 27th last year against a better field, mind you. So uh, I think you're right that just what the doctor ordered could be a weaker field for Cameron Tringali, who's been playing very well. I went with an Australian who typically plays well in the wind, and that is Cameron Davis. I looked at him, too. Yep. Found him at 55 to 1. Had a pretty good start to this year. He was 31st at the Sony, came back to the uh, mainland and finished third at the American Express. He was 43rd at Riviera. And I think Riviera has some correlations to this course as well. You look at guys like Adam Scott, Justin Thomas, Charles Schwartzel, who have played well at both properties. Uh, Cameron Davis also eighth last year at the Honda and ninth last year at the Sony. The Sony Open, another corollary course, uh, a coastal design there, par six. 70 with the Bermuda Greens. Cameron Davis, 42nd on tour in approach, 50th in approach. You mentioned the distance being a popular distance, 175 to 200 yards. Cameron Davis, 50th on tour in that statistic. Uh, Jonathan Vegas, Johnny Vegas at 80 to 1, uh, second in Puerto Rico, another Colstill course three weeks ago. So decent form coming in, 20th at Mayacoba. We know about this guy. You mentioned Sergio Garcia, good off the tee. So is Johnny Vegas, one of the best in total driving on tour. And that's not a huge statistic here, um, but he has fared well at the Honda in the past. And another thing that led me to Johnny Vegas here, Wes, is the Nicholas design correlation with mm -hmm. his success at Glen Abbey. Yes. Glen Abbey for the RBC Heritage and Nicholas design where Jonathan Vegas, all he's done is win twice there. So we'll see if he can continue his good play at the Honda Classic. Uh, James Hahn at 100 to 1, a long bomb here, uh, started the season in September with three straight top 10 finishes. He was also 10th in Phoenix on those Bermuda greens. 41st last week at the Players' Championship. Has a very good history at Riviera, including a win. Has three straight top 15s at Riviera. And again, I like the correlation between those two courses. Um, also has a 10th and an 11th place finish at, at Glen Abbey and also a second place finish at the Sony. So uh, took James Hahn at triple digits. And then finally, uh, one more bomb. Scott Stallings at 175 to one. Uh, has only missed the cut here one time in six tries and has three top 30 finishes. Uh, 175 to one I thought was a pretty big price on a guy whose stats really fly off the page. 23rd in approach, 38th in greens and regulation, 63rd in hole proximity, and third on tour in scrambling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all those make sense. Uh, Han is a guy I had uh, a couple times before in the season. Uh, didn't go well for me. This is probably the week where he's going to go well because I, I didn't play him. But uh, Han is a guy that's now kind of gotten his playing privileges back, was on a major medical. Uh, so uh, definitely going good. Maybe that pressure's off him now. That's going to do it for this edition of Long Shots. Next week, we will preview the World Golf Championship, the match play. We head to Austin, Texas, and Austin Country Club and joining us to help break it down will be Golf Digest Alex Myers. So make sure you tune into that. We'll be on at 10 p.m. Pacific, 3 p 3 a.m. Pacific before Follow the Money. 
Cash all your tickets. Enjoy the Honda. Thank you for watching and keep it here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 